Welcome to Mutual Victory. This is Matt. This is Jeannie. Yay! <laughs> what are we talking about today, honey? Oh, what are we talking about today? So another thing that has the mutual victory tag on it. If we're um in a very unofficial capacity. Building our unofficial brand here. Ooh, yeah. Is uh we've had a book club together. Yeah, yeah for like God, almost eight years. Eight years, yeah. Like, and we don't read like I mean, this isn't like a book a month or anything like that. And yeah. it's ebbed and flown, flowed. There we go. Over the years of. New phrase, know, though. Ebbed and flown. Ebbed and flown. <laughs> it is ebbed and flown. <laughs> we'll figure Ooh. out later. We'll figure out later what that means. Yeah. I mean, and it, there's been times where it's been much easier to have a book club together. Yeah. When we're not as busy. What's started this do you remember how it started you know i was going to ask you that question oh, all right i was going to ask if you had any recollection i do remember early on in our relationship where we kind of fell in love with each other's bookshelves yeah prior to our relationship getting serious in any kind of way like we had a lot of the same books yeah and that was a big that's a big thing where like you know you go to someone's place you, scope you, their you, bookshelf. you scope a lot of things, you know, it's like how, how dirty is the kitchen, you know, <laughs> spotless would have been a little suspicious. Like, okay, fine. I, if, if so I saw like a dish or two, hmm. like, okay, right. this is a real person. Um, yeah. Like you know? your car smelled like coffee mm. and I was like, yeah. okay, okay. Car, Good. My car was filthy. It was definitely filthy. And that was a, that was a plus. It was a plus for me. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that you were never going to have like a mental breakdown about dirt or children's particles right just a general getting all over the car and filthy vehicle at that stage in my life i definitely had heard reflections like that from various men that were very concerned about the tidiness and the pristineness of their cars so when i got in and i was like it smells like coffee and it's dirty and there's mail i was psyched nice DVD shelf is also an, oh, yeah. another thing to scope out, which is, I mean, different because, you know, you having children anticipate a lot of like Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks animation stuff. So that that was like tier three or four. That was, I wasn't the least worried about DVDs or movies because I mean, I think we had seen movies together. So like we must have had that conversation where we knew it was, you know, knew what we're into that's a much more like easy conversation to have i think or like maybe one of the first ones where it's like oh yeah what movies do you dig and we Mm kind of like the same stuff yeah and i um have a very clear memory of a super hip high school english teacher (laughs) is calling them super hip an insult no 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 i mean at, at, at as a teenager, this teacher was really, she was like a cool teacher. Oh, a teacher you had. Yeah, a teacher okay. I had. Right. And she was like, she she is the one that shared with me the John Waters quote. Right. Of, if you go home with somebody and they don't have books. Mm. Right. Don't fuck them. Yeah. I mean, this is, if we're, if we're 
assuming that our grandchildren are going to listen to this, maybe we should just don't sleep with them. We're going to tone it down a little bit. What? I don't know. So it's like, do you want to hear that from Nana Again, and Pop Pop? This, this isn't, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> well, first of all, one, I think if, if Luna is going to experience this, this isn't like 10th birthday. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, sure. I actually, I would think it would like, it will go past the like, oh, I'm 12 to 15, 16. I don't really care. This is kind of a silly thing they do. That's why I think like, you know, after 25, yeah, maybe like interesting, like, huh, I wonder what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Now me again, I don't know what age but right now, if I had recordings of conversations with my grandparents, I would just devour them all. It would I just know. be the sweetest, most endearing thing ever. I would eat it up. I just think that it's the sweetest, endearing, most endearing thing ever that you thought of how this would be something that could be for Luna. Yeah. Even so, I thought of changing the name of the show. You did. Thursdays with Luna. Thursdays with Luna. On, on Thursday nights. But, yeah, because Thursday nights <clears throat> are have been our standard date night, too. Like, this is another thread that's gone throughout our relationship is like Thursday nights were the night that we would go do something, we'd go out to dinner, we would get food, um, and it got dubbed really early on, Dirty Nerdy Thursday. Yeah, I think that was you that called it that. It was genius. It was me because originally, on Thursdays, we didn't get to hang out until after you were done playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> or role, like you were playing some kind yeah, of role-playing Pathfinder. Path um, and... You were a little embarrassed at first to tell me this is what you were doing. So you're just like, oh, hanging out with friends, hanging out with friends. It was very mysterious. And I'm right. like, what are you doing? And thought it was extraordinarily endearing when I found oh, out. Yeah, that's right. You were, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't going to hide it. Be like, no, I'm not playing darts at the bar, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was more of like, okay, brace yourself. This may be a level of nerd. Like, cause you know, I, uh, we had had conversations. Levels of Star nerd. Wars, yep. Lord of the Ring, yeah. all that stuff. Loved yeah. it all. This was like, a, this is another level. So it's like, okay, brace yeah. for the other. This is next level nerdy that this happens weekly throughout the school year mm-hmm. and had at that point for years, years seven, mm-hmm. eight years. So yeah. So it was like that. Okay. Have you heard of Pathfinder? <laughs> you heard of this. Yeah. And I had, and I was thrilled. And so because that was also a component of Thursdays and, you know, waiting until gaming was over, uh, it got dubbed Dirty Nerdy Thursday. Dirty Nerdy Thursday. And it's continued. I mean, we've had this standing time and of course now can't really go anywhere. It's winter and COVID and what are we doing? So our our Thursday night podcasting is all part (laughs) of the state night now. And I mean, it's always been that like, time that was earmarked right for to do something so it's like you know low low expectation to see other people right. mm-hmm. do other things maybe that we had to do thursday was always kind of earmarked as like right date night you know Us. instead of calling it day night but it had a cooler name way cooler name yeah so speaking of cooler name can't rename this thursdays with luna in case a second child comes along in case there's more grandchildren yeah, yeah. we don't want them to be left out right. and have that be a core wound or something. Right. So this is for <laughs> Luna plus Et question cetera. mark. Right. Who knows? Who else? Who knows? Who else comes along? It's for right. them too. It's very sweet. <laughs> it's cutesy. So so back to book club. 
we we had similar book interests. We've read a lot of the same books. And then actually when we moved in together, it was hilarious because we're merging bookshelves quite literally in the living room and we had duplicate copies. Yeah, many of, of the same books. books. And the book for me, I remember walking in to the place and I'm like, oh, bookshelf, lots of history books. You had James McPherson, um, Battle Cry of Freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. This that was another check in the box, another test passed, passed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was good to have. History teachers, am I right? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one to have. That was good. It caught, that caught my eye. And I also, mainly because I had it as well. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I have this too. And good choice. So we started this, we decided to officially have a book club, just the two of us. And we would read the same book and discuss the same book. What was the first book? Well, first of all, officially, what made <laughs> officially? Well, I mean, as just, opposed to, I went to the store, bought two copies, <laughs> we started reading it. That's as that's as much as we did. As opposed to clearly, if we were left to our own devices, some of the books that we would read would naturally overlap. Right. The first one was Dan Brown's Inferno. Really? I think so. Because that was, I mean, like we read it when it came out. That was like May of twenty fourteen. Okay. Yeah, I think that was the first one. Checks out. Right. Okay. So we definitely have a few Dan Brown books on the book club list. Two, really. Two. Just that one and the next one. The origin. one I can follow that is Origin. Yeah. So we had multiple Ken Follett books. Three. Yes, we have many of those. Mm-hmm. Several, two Dan Browns, which... I here here's my memory after reading that one with you mainly well because it takes place in Florence yeah we like the setting we, which all of his all of his books I like the setting I think he gets a bad rap because his movie you know again this goes back to my theory about or theory of thought on movies like this book is great if you're looking for this like if you want a literature exploration of the human condition. This book isn't going to do that. Right. If you want to run around an ancient city to solve pseudo-historical puzzles, then yeah, this is your jam. And it's fun. And it'll take me two weeks to read it. Almost forgettable. <laughs> but yeah. it's fun. Um, yeah, this one takes place in Florence. Yes. And we're both like, this place, we like Italy, travel. This is check another box. But I mean, this one, the book is about like trying to find a vial that has a disease mm-hmm. that can kill millions of people because yeah. the the bad guy in that book was like a billionaire i mean thanos essentially I mean, was it, like yeah. the planet needs correcting we're too overpopulated the only no one is going to take action but i will right. so i have this virus called inferno and it will kill a bunch of people and the planet will save itself yeah so that's like the premise until <laughs> here's my memory do we get to the end right which was cool the cool part was the bad guy kind of won like whatever he had i don't know if it was a virus or what this is my memory anyway different from the movie he won like he unleashed released whatever he had Mm -hmm. and like they didn't stop it they didn't but it it. wasn't something that was gonna like kill a bunch of people it was just something that would make see if i remember 30 percent 33 percent of the population sterile yeah 
and not be able to produce children. Right. To cut right. down on this exponential population growth that was going on, right? The end of the first end of the first book we read together. Yeah, that was the first one. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even think about like because like one of the things that's fun about this is genuinely wanting to know your opinion and like, oh, what did you, what did you think of this? Right. Like, what's your take? And both of us had the take where we're like, so what'd you think of the ending? And we were both like, uh huh. Eh? So bad? Question mark. I mean, <laughs> we're we're not doing a good job here. And he didn't like care of things. He, well, I mean, for me, it was like off, it, the bad guy didn't kill anyone. Right. This wasn't that's something that was going to kill people. Granted, they will become sterile against their wishes. Right. Kind of a, I can't even say moral gray area. It's kind uh, of it's just, a very <laughs> just bad. not gray moral area. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that moment where like, okay, I thought this was like, huh. Yeah. Is this a bad thing? Kind of that emoji shoulder shrug where it's like, huh? I don't know. Yeah. And you gave the same response. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was another moment of like, okay, we're on the same page on this. Not sure what that means about us as people and <laughs> so like when we watched infinity war we weren't rooting for thanos right we understood where he was coming from right it's like we get it not agreeing and we kind of understand how we got to this place right. arguably Wouldn't one of, personally do those things no and and one of the more quote-unquote compelling villains in a dan brown book because the other i mean this is again what he does like if you read the first two Robert Langdon's books. They're pretty like formulaic. We're yeah. like, he's there. He finds a female that knows a bunch of stuff about the mystery he needs to solve. They bounce around a bunch of cities. There's a guy that tries to help him, but oh, it turns out he's actually the bad Double guy. crossing yeah. bad guy. But again, I, I mean, I go to Dan Brown's books. Like I go to like Doritos because yeah. I'm kind of hungry right now. This Ew. isn't how I'm going to sustain myself forever, but it's right. kind of yummy for right now. Well, I think what I love about the Dan Brown books is the setting. And particularly with Inferno, it wasn't just Florence and, mm. you know, these historical pieces and puzzles, and which, of course, we love all those things. We can always do things like, um, you know, like Escape the Room and... Yeah, history puzzles you are know, fun. You know, we love that. History it, mysteries are fun. It like dove into actual Dante's Inferno too. Yeah. So it had this like other literature piece kind of overlapped and, you know, we got to talk about those concepts too and, yeah. and talk about, and I had questions because, you know, I'm really bad at knowing about Christianity and oh, yeah. you have way more information about that than I do. Yeah, I can answer a lot of questions. Also, I think some of the places you went to in Florence weren't just like, Oh, this is where the David is. Right. This is the Duomo, you know, like I th I'm sure I think maybe the Duomo was in there, but there was other stuff that's a little less prominently figured, which was cool to read about because I didn't recognize all like all of the places and it made me want to go read about them. So, yeah. And then when we went to Florence, like six months later. Six months. Oh, shit. Yeah. We did. Because, no, uh, no, it must have been a year. Because I think we read it, because it came oh, out in May. 14. We, we read it in the spring or summer. It was a year later. Okay, so it was like a year later. We went to Florence and we got to like, you know, see the little pieces on the ground. And, you know, we're like, ooh, that's the thing he was talking about. Like, this, yeah, this yeah. This in the book. Cool. Oh, this was in the book. And we're just taking random pictures of Dan Brown 
inferno sites. I doubt we were the only ones. No, I'm sure this is a thing that people do. Um, yeah, so we read a we read a couple Dan Brown books, and then a, a th- like three Ken Follett books. We did World Without End. Was that the first one? Yeah, because that was the direct sequel to Pillars of the Earth. Right. Uh, a Column of Fire, which yep. is the sequel to that, and the actually in the the one the next one, which came out most recently a year ago. Was the evening in the morning, and that was a prequel to Pillars of the Earth. Right. We read all the ones in this Pillars cycle without actually reading Pillars. Uh, we read Pillars. I mean, but not, not together, together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like we wouldn't put that on the list, even though we no. both read the book. Yeah. If we put just... everything on the list that we both read, this would be a different list. But the intentional creation of book club, we had read right. that one on our own, mm-hmm. and then. Um. What's your favorite one? Of the Ken Follett books? Yes. Um, Which, okay, here's... here's, I mean, that's tricky because I really, really loved World Without End. Really? I loved World Without End. That's my least favorite of the bunch. Um, Here's how I'll phrase it, how you phrase it. Which group of friends do you miss the most? (laughs) Because you're often like, oh, I like this show or book. They're my friends. I like going to see what they're doing next. My book friends. Your book friends. So which book friends would you say, if you had a chance to see any of them right now, from which book would they be? Oh, well, I want to hang out with the characters in Column of Fire, for sure. There we go. Yeah. Like, during the Reformation? <laughs> during the Reformation. You would have done great. I would not have done great. Nope. No. Burned as a witch, probably yes. almost immediately. Immediately. When we travel, when we time travel through magic stones somewhere, we have to be really mindful about that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> the witch risk. Yeah, which is high. <laughs> it's very high. I mean... Like, yeah. even if we took our phones and our, like, if our phones were in our pocket and, mm-hmm. like, we walked through magic stones, they wouldn't click to a satellite, but, like, I could open it and look at my pictures that are on there. Yeah, it would be like how we... Like if I have a song downloaded, they could play it from this magic witch box. Really? Well, if I downloaded it and it still has battery. It still has battery until it runs out of battery. Yeah. Good, good to note that. <laughs> Yeah. What friends do you miss the most? I don't miss the friends like you do. I miss the... Uh, the setting. Yeah. I liked the part in Column of Fire where, I forget the character's name, was um, on the sea, like on the boat. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I like that. See, it's terrible. I can't remember. This was also three or four years ago. You really love boat books. <laughs> wow, you just... Basically called me Ron Swanson. You love, you love books. It's interesting to me because you love stories that take place in like ships and the sea and knowing about boats and knowing about ships. And I've never heard you express like, you know what we got to do? We got to take a, we got to sail up the coast of blah, blah, blah. No, it's no. all dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. No desire. We can take the kayak in the lake, the rowboat. Yeah, that's true. That's fine. I'll go whitewater rafting. Ooh. I don't have a desire. I would go on a Mediterranean cruise. Okay. That's the biggest boat, most cruisy thing you could get me to do. Yeah. I'm not really feeling yeah. any other cruises. But if so. we can go like through the Mediterranean down like the Danube or something. Yeah. What other boat stuff am I into? I don't I I mean I'm on the spot right now. I'm not now, saying so. you're wrong. I'm saying I'm asking if you have examples. I I don't know if I can come up with other examples beyond like you know, Viking stories, Viking yeah. histories, mm. things taking place on ships, how yeah. ships are built. You know, you've you're right consumed a lot of you're right 
those types of books. Do you do Goodreads challenges? I used to. And then I, I think my Goodreads account was like connected to one of my school district emails. Uh, so I lost okay. it. And then it was, it seemed like too much effort to figure out again. Right. To go back to it. Yeah. Would you ever, I mean, I guess if you haven't done it since then, you feel no desire to do it. I just kind of have you for that. For what? Like recommendations? Yeah. yeah. You don't do like the challenge where you set a, a number of books you want to read in a year. No, because I'm not a, like a competition doesn't work for me. Like challenges like that. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, it doesn't. It's not a motivator. Hmm. Would it surprise um, you to say I've done it for like four years now, and I keep doing it? You do keep doing it. I do. You love it. Do you know what number I'm trying to beat? I thought you were trying to beat twenty-four. I'm trying to beat fifty. Fifty. <laughs> I got to forty-two last year. Last year? Yeah. Or the I, year you were subbing? Last year. That um, I could bring it up, but I'm pretty sure last year, like twenty twenty-one, like p- full-on pandemic. Twenty twenty. 2020 because right, pandemic is yeah. like march so let me look um but yeah i i go for 50 wow yeah uh let's see 2020 i read 35 out of 50 there was a spell like i didn't read a lot uh last year 2021 43 out of 50 see i probably read that many books if I actually counted, like for me, reading for work or reading for like curriculum, reading yeah. count, right? But in my brain, it doesn't because it's like I'm not. It's a book, right? Yes. And you read it? Yes. Okay, that's the only qualifications that need to be met. Okay, so I probably am great at doing book reads challenges. Then I I think that I don't have that feeling of like, yeah, I read a whole book for a couple of reasons. One. I would only count if they were like novels for fun and like fantasy silliness. Really? And then the other is I get sad when I finish a book. You know what I do? What? This is weird. <laughs> like when I finish a book, sometimes I'll like go to the first page and like reread the, I reread it, but look at the first page and it's like, wow. I like reflect on like the journey of like the character, like the changes in the arcs. I'm like, wow, look where we started. And here we are. Isn't that so cheesy? That I feel like such thing. a goober right now. <laughs> I love that you do that. I <laughs> uh, can't believe I said that out loud. You're the cutest. Can't believe I said that out loud. On the planet. But here's why I bring up Goodreads. Lately, I've been trying to hit a number, like 50. And I count audiobooks too. Okay. Those count. So, like, I'm not how many do I read? Read? Probably half. But, like, I count a, a book I listen to right. in my thing. I had this thought the other day that I'm going to totally, I mean, I have it set up on Goodreads to do, this ch- to do a, another challenge, but I'm going to change it up. <laughs> totally change it up. Here's what I'm, gonna, what I'm gonna do. Not sure why I had this thought. I think I was thinking about golf books. Okay. <laughs> because it's January. And so I can't, golf books count? Why not? I don't know. There's no reason. Wow, you're a snob. No. Unless it meets my literary <laughs> That's standards. That's so not true. Because it's it like not a book, but it it's like it's like a how to do something book. Excellent segue. Oh <laughs> no, I'm thinking. About, I was thinking about golf books. Okay, and like not only just like um, 
like technique and swinging, but like mental approach, right? One is one is called like golf is not a game of perfect, and one's like mindless putting. It's about like approaching the game. Like half the reason you stink is because your brain gets in the way, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, how to mitigate that and how to get in a groove and how to play so you're not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, who's what books am I reading? I want to read the best books on the topic. Then I'm like, you know what I should do, and what would be interesting. Because like 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 an athlete or anyone that's really good at doing something, you know, you could almost watch anyone who's great at what they do do what they do, even if you weren't really into the thing. Like yeah. I could watch art. Right. I yeah. could watch a figure skater, ice skater, hockey player, golfer, whatever. I'm using sports as an example, but there's others. Do what they do, even though I would never really want to do it, maybe. Um, or have any idea on how it's done just because like watching someone do what they're good at or great at is interesting. Right. So I'm like, "Ah, now I want to find like, what are like books of written by people who are considered like authorities in their field on random stuff. Like maybe something on like woodworking. Just something I know nothing about. Okay. To try to like, because anyone that's so good at that, would make it interesting and you would kind of glean something. Yeah. And I know so little about it. So I think I'm going in that direction. I'm going to try it. it. Yeah. I love it. That's a great idea. I'm starting by buying the farmer's almanac. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to open that thing. So, okay. So then the farmer's almanac is going to count under Goodreads challenge. If I sat and read it cover to cover. Okay. Yeah. All right. If I read the whole thing. All right. Um, I mean, I have to see if it's on good. If I can select it, you know, I don't know, maybe. As you were talking, it just, all I could think about was that scene in Clueless with Cher and Ty when they're like, we're going to read two non-school books a week. (laughs) And I'm like, that's, you know, I think that's what I, that's how I approach reading is, am I reading a book for you know, like to glean knowledge or am I reading book this book just for like pure um, absorption in something totally different, you know? Mm. And most of the time the books I read are about like magic or fantasy or, right. you know, um, sometimes just like historical fiction because I can get sucked into any historical and fiction. And sometimes you can find some that have all three. And, and oh my God. Trifecta. Yeah. Um, so I'm committed to reading one non-school book <laughs> And it has to be about something that I know nothing about, but written by someone <laughs> written by someone who is an authority in their field. I love it. Yeah. What's the first one you're reading? I don't know. That's okay. as far as I got. Right. Maybe I'm, I'm picking your brain for ideas because I got nothing. I mean, I have a book on golf short game. I can work on my chipping, but maybe I'm trying to branch out is my point. So we also branched out in our book club that we had together we weren't just doing ken follett like it's not all history and a lot of it is uh in some way that's kind of a thread that goes through it all um i would say the outlier is probably the martian when we read the martian yeah it's the only sci-fi it's more you know i mean it's it's like sci i mean everything else at least has the thread of like history a historical setting yeah right period yes. piece you would know something like, mm-hmm. yeah oh no i can think of one more that doesn't have a historical setting 
But as far as The Martian, you're right. That deviates totally. I mean, that's not even like you say yeah. science fiction. You think of like lasers, and right. aliens. It's more of like science. Yeah. But fictional. <laughs> that right. book was so good. It was a really good book. It was book. really good. Was that a Buka food book? No. Okay. So I think we read that in like the fall. It was just a willy-nilly pick yeah, because the movie was, was coming out? Maybe. Or the book was really popular. Hmm. I don't know if the movie was a thing quite. And maybe it was. That kind of is an, a motivator in choosing a book sometimes. It's like, oh, I know this book exists. There's a movie coming out. I'd like to see it. And almost always because I'm that guy. Yeah. I want to read the book before you see the movie. Yeah. So I can walk out of the theater and be like, pa 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 pa. Oh, the book was oh, so the much better. You didn't read the book? Oh, jeez. Honey, will you tell everybody, everyone who's listening? Okay, so three people. About Buka Flood? Buka Flood. Because this was like, that was also your idea. Buka was it my was idea? idea? Oh, yeah. I I can tell, I can say what it is. Yeah. I have no idea or recollection of how it started. In our family. In our family and why we decided to do it. Well, you just start with what it is because we're throwing this word around. So this is... I think the full word is Jola Book of Food. Hola. Hola Book Isn't of Food. Hola. I'm not sure. Mm. But it's the Iceland? Is it Icelandic. Iceland? Icelandic yeah. tradition of giving books as gifts. Uh, it's for Christmas time, but giving them on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And on Christmas Eve, everyone gets a book and some chocolate. And they go to bed that night with chocolate and they read the book. And isn't the <clears> translation <throat> like... Book Flood. Oh, I like, think it's Book Flood joyful book flood or something maybe yeah yeah something book book flood flood. we've been doing that for long time did we do it in before we moved to ithaca oh yeah really oh Oh, we did yes because in 2015 you got me uh star wars book yeah got me by chuck wendig introduced Mm -hmm. me to chuck wendig author who i now love Mm -hmm. yeah i actually got us both that book you did that was going to be it was oh yeah a book club book yeah and, and like you got caught up doing stuff and I just devoured it. Yeah. You went way faster through. You know why? Because, because it was a Star Wars book? Well, yeah, there's that. But I also found the audio like from the oh. library. And the reader does a really good job. And the audiobook also has like Star Wars music and sound effects, which is super cool. <laughs> yeah. Sounds super so I cool. couldn't like when I could read it, I would read it. But then I'd like skip to the part where I left off and then like. It, you know, the guy's reading about Han and Chewie doing stuff and the, have Millennium Falcon sound effects and laser beams and the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so well done. Uh, think what you will about those books, but I mean, I love them. And the production value was fantastic. What was your favorite book club book that we read together? Ooh, favorite. I loved The Alienist. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so many boxes that book checked. There was period piece mm-hmm. set in New York City. Um, they go to a steakhouse. Which we went to. We did. Delmonico's. Yep. We got a $14 scotch. <laughs> I don't remember um, that part. <laughs> no, we had a drink. I could probably find it on Facebook or our pictures. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I don't remember that it was the fourteen dollar drink. Oh, it was a it was a liquor drink in we Manhattan. Bought hats. We did, we bought hats. Mm-hmm. Like um, we do. It, it was a murder mystery. Like almost had a true. I mean, it definitely had a crime mystery feel. Where like, yeah, these this group of people is aren't investigating a serial killer essentially. Right. A series of murders. Um, it was gritty because it took place in the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah. 
Lower setting. East Side. So yeah, that's where I knew I'd hook you in uh-huh. because of your love of the Lower East Side, the Lower East Side, yeah. and ethnic enclaves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was good. How about you? I think my favorite is the Gollum and the Genie. Oh yeah, because more than Discovery of Witches. Bam. I think so. Because like I cared so like again, it goes back to my book friends, right? Like I could be (laughs) I'm like (laughs) when do I get to hang out with, you know, the golem Mm. again? Like Mm -hmm. I miss her and her whole character development and just um Did that book just have a sequel? Like recently, yeah, you got me the six months sequel. Mm -hmm. I did. I can't remember what the name of it is. So good at this. You are really good at this, (laughs) Uh, which makes it really intimidating to buy books for Book of Food. Oh, for Pete's sake! Uh, And I mean, I love the discovery of witches, and I think that what makes me love the Gollum and the Genie more was there was a lot of information, historical information for me about culture, cultures and practices, mm-hmm. you know, particularly the Jewish community in the lower East side of Manhattan at the turn of the century. And like, I didn't know all of those details, right. you know, like I just, yep. and discovery of witches is so fantasy. I mean, we're talking about vampires. Yeah, they're and- vampires. It's funny. Like when I read that book, I was really into it. I liked it. I really, yeah. I mean, I haven't read the second one. I would listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it when I read it, even the yoga scene. Right? <laughs> it's like vampires and witches doing yoga. Yeah, it was like People first part of the book. Levitating. You I think you got to that part before I did. You were you like, picked Ugh. out this book too. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. Vampires and witches are doing yoga. That wasn't like on the cover, so like that part was not it's not <laughs> how they sold that. that book. Right. In like Oxford? Yeah, because the main character is an academic. She's like going to Oxford and doing like doctoral research, which again, I dug and I knew you would dig too. So, well, that's the thing. Like, if we look at these book friends that we, that I miss terribly (laughs) when I'm done reading a book, they are historians, Mm -hmm. they are archivists, they are professors, uh, you know, like they have that kind of anthropology, archaeology. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, like the the historian that's trying to uncover. I mean, the romanticized version is like historian uncovering a mystery, you know, an extension of Indiana Jones, right. like finding the Holy Grail and the Lost Ark. Right. But I mean, that book took it a little bit more seriously where in the fact that like she is researching and looking for a specific book slash document to like complete her research that right. she learns is magical. Not like I need to find the book that was written by this famous vampire. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. 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 The, the yoga, the vampire yoga. I didn't hate that. I didn't. The vampire yoga. It was fine. It was cool. It was, <laughs> and it wasn't like, again, there was a scene in the book. It wasn't like right. a, a, a really important narrative thread that I, that like I the book I don't think it made it on. in the show. No, it didn't. Yeah. No. The show. <laughs> no, I feel bad. I feel bad when we watch that show, which I enjoy watching, but you enjoy watching. I enjoy riffing on it. Yes. And I try not to do it so much because you may just get annoyed. Well, you know, the thing about period pieces 
and watching them like unless they're done so extraordinarily well and again like we go to the exactly what you say about you know this book knows exactly what it is this mm-hmm. show knows exactly what it is yeah when we're essentially putting together pieces of what we think you know a duke was doing in the 1500s like sometimes it's like we're taking ourselves a little bit too seriously we have actually very little idea mm-hmm. beyond what people were writing down in like yeah. diaries um and it can get kitschy it can get over the top but the costumes yeah. they just make all that go away for me i'm yeah, like i'll look at enough. these ball gowns i don't know why i don't get a dress like that that show does a pretty good job with that i also do feel like it they're walking around in like the dopest ren fair oh ever it is the dopest matthew claremont's ever. outfits are like definitely ren fair yeah chic well because they time travel <laughs> Yeah, because we're because we're also mixing then the vampires and the witches up with the ability to travel time. Which, if you lay all this shit out and say like, all right, it's got these supernatural beasts, it's got mm-hmm. vampires, time yeah. travel, historical research. Yeah, like yeah, mm-hmm. I'm down. You know, it, it works for me. Um, it also, it also you know ties into my belief. You could add the the word Walker to the end of any other word or add it to another word and it just makes it sound cool right if we if we don't say time travel and instead of we say time walker, time walker. that le- like, like makes it legit yeah or makes it sound awesome what other walkers can we think of there's blade with day walkers vampires that can walk in the night or in the day uh aren't there the walkers in game of Walk- thrones <laughs> Are there Walking walkers? Dead? No, White Walkers. The White Walkers. Yeah, right? did they call them that? Yeah, I think they I did. I don't know. I'm. I, I think they did. Have way less Game of Thrones experience. Than but you did. read the first book, though. Yeah. So you. That sounds right. That was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. White Walkers. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Skywalker. Skywalker. <laughs> Just sounds cool. It's a great name. Yeah. So then I spend the rest of the episode adding Walker to the end of thing. To the end of everything. <laughs> every goddamn thing every, you saw. Every damn thing. Look. So. With the Gollum and the Genie and... Refocus. And with the Discovery of Witches. We only read together the first book and then there were other books. We didn't read um, City of Brass together. That was just for me? Yes, I did not read that book. Oh. Yeah. Huh. It was similar to Gollum and the Genie. Sort of, yeah. I mean, it has like... Similar cultural... Set, not setting, yeah, I mean, it's less Eastern European magical history and more Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern yeah. magical history, which yeah, is, again, another pull for me because it's like a different magic and myth than I grew up with. Like, right. you know, so yeah. I, I love that. I tried to read one of a, a fantasy book set in the Middle East or at least a fantasy kingdom based in the Middle East mm-hmm. when I was doing my grad school work. Be, to become a librarian, mm-hmm. I had to take a young adult literature course. <laughs> I tried so hard. You did. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Yeah. It wasn't a bad, I mean, these books aren't bad, but it's like, it's it's like you read one YA novel, you read a right. lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. You've read many of them. Oh my God. Particularly when they're about like orphan magic, you know. Which means I should start my series if I really want to just <laughs> be able to keep working from home is my, my fantasy young adult series. 
the mm-hmm. or- the orphan prophecy chronicles. The orphan prophecy chronicles. Honey, you could bang that out I in could, like two I'll, weeks. A long weekend. I'll get you treatment in a long weekend. <laughs> uh, a, a sort of outlier. I mean, I guess not. We read Monuments Men. Oh yeah, together. Did Dad only... get us that book? Your dad, he... obviously. Maybe. Uh, I don't remember. Is that the only history book we've read together in this book club? Yeah, like history, like nonfiction history. Mm-hmm. history book. Huh. Do we need to read another nonfiction history book together? Like, is that our next book club book? A nonfiction book? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Who gets to pick it? You get to pick all the books. Wow. What was your least favorite book club book? Yeah. I don't know if I have a super least favorite because the one I was thinking of this question for you, the one that you liked the least was The Magicians by yeah. Lev Grossman. I did I not like it. hate it as much as you did, but I get why you didn't like it. You didn't like the main character. You thought it was kind of whiny. Right. Kind of mopey. Mm-hmm. I didn't want him to be my book friend. <laughs> didn't want to hang out with this guy. <laughs> did not want to hang out this with him. This punk was just so whiny. Like, like, I hate my life. Everything stinks. I'm wah, like, wah, I'm wah. Not, I don't want to have coffee with Guess you in what? the morning. You can do magic now. Oh, but magic's hard. It's like, ugh. Yeah. You can I, turn into a goose and fly to Antarctica or whatever. I just still mopey about it. Just didn't want him to be my book friend. And I wasn't wanting to have coffee with him in the morning. And, and so like the book, the first one ends and he's like working in a office building and still moping around the place. Mm-hmm. I get it. I was less annoyed with that than you were, which is weird because obnoxious characters, I tend to find them the most i'm like oh this is starting to your behavior is obnoxious and i all of a sudden don't like you mm. which i most recently came into when we didn't read this book we were watching the music man oh yeah oh that guy was so annoying yeah. i could not give a sh- i hope they found out who he was i hope they tied him to a stake and set him on fire like you oh, are obnoxious so this is why i'm so curious because and this is totally off topic then book club um uh, we'll bring it back is Hugh Jackman as the music man. That's true. Like, am I going to love Professor Harold Hill because it's Hugh Jackman? That's that's gonna be rough. It depends. I wonder if they change anything for the show, right? Like to make it more contemporary because the scene we didn't even watch the whole thing. It's like a two two and a half hour (laughs) friggin' movie. Yeah, we have that time, but we stopped it after the library dance scene. Which I like on a choreographic standpoint. It was beautiful. Beautiful. And I'm in no condition to judge or even evaluate. But and as someone, hilarious. As someone who is has a very novice musical exposure, I was very entertained. Loved it. I could see like just how much thought, effort, energy goes into a dance number, especially in a, like a smaller location. Mm-hmm. Like it's in, you know, you know, it's the confines are quite tight. Totally enjoyed it. But the whole song, it's like one of those things. It's like, hey, hey, ma'am, librarian, don't you like me now? I'm going to pester you until you like me. I'm like, ugh, you're just being annoying. Being you were annoying in the beginning. You're not getting any better. Mm-hmm. And now you're just now you're just over the top obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, we probably want to watch the rest of that because. Right. But, oh, yeah. I have to rent it again because it's been a couple of days. Because <laughs> it brings it back. I mean, like. And I'm curious if but like, Jackman can pull it off. But that's a huge thing is 
you get like you get to a threshold where you can't stand a character anymore. I do. Do you have any other examples? Because it sounds like you might. I mean, probably if I thought about it. <laughs> uh, Who have I bitched about the most? <laughs> oh, I can't stand you. Can't stand the sight of you. And I hope you fail at what you're trying to do. Yeah, you definitely have all of that energy once you've decided that a character is not worth investing in. We watched The Hobbit. I just the first up. Hobbit last night. Oh, you were and so like, pissed Thorn at Oakenshield some of those dwarves. Is a dick. Yeah, and I don't care about him. Mm-hmm. I care more about some of the other dwarves, uh, the other fifty dwarves in that movie. But he's such a jerk. He really is. Didn't he's care. Pretty I was insufferable. Like, I hope Azok the Defiler, who was not even in the novel, I think. I hope he. I wouldn't be sad if he died, wow. and then like some other dwarf took up the quest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I get that way. What was your favorite? Did I ask you your favorite? Gollum and the Gollum, genie. Gollum and the genie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have a least favorite um, of our book club. Well, I mean the maybe the magicians. Yeah. Um. I mean, the rest were really good. Yeah. Books, and uh, I really did love. Even though we haven't watched The Alienist, which... Oh, yeah. We should. Um, it's on HBO. We got that. Yeah. We should do it. Because watched- I love that we got to have this like whole experience where we talked about the books and um, what characters we like and what characters better pull it together. <laughs> and, uh, and then... However long afterwards we you know, we got to watch The Martian, we got to watch uh The Discovery of Witches. Yep. Um obviously The Magicians is a TV show. Inferno. I know. Let's <laughs> not waste our time. Don't even Unless they focus on another character besides our main character because no, I don't want to hang out with him. Well then I can't imagine you would enjoy that show. And we the- watched Monuments Men too. Oh, we did. That movie's all right. Yeah. It was a little flat. Well, <laughs> kind of dense history movie. well i mean even i mean yeah so was band of brothers but that was amazing i mean it's well done and engaging this movie was a little like meh not sure why everyone I like is in the it soundtrack to it though soundtrack is fantastic it really is great Ugh. yeah love soundtracks yeah it's a good one um another thing that happens during book club that i love that you do can you guess what it is no idea I'm going to get called out for some shit right now. No, I? no, no. It was a perfect segue to what we were just talking about. Oh, all right. Is that you very often create, you either actually create a playlist. Oh. Or you pick like such perfect channels to listen to on <laughs> yeah. Spotify, Spotify or, or, you know, whatever Pandora. platform. Yeah. Oh, it was Pandora originally. Maybe, yeah. That complement whatever book we're reading if i'm on this planet to do one thing (laughs) if i could get paid to do one thing Uh one thing it would probably be make playlists it would be to curate playlists (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love doing it i do it Mm -hmm. for all the board games we play yep do it for most of the i did it recently for the books you got me for book of fluid devil in the devil in the blue dress yeah so i have a playlist on spotify it's just called crime crime (laughs) you know noir jazzy stuff love yeah. it. it puts you in the mood love it it puts you in the mood you are you know sensory wise you're just immersed you're reading you're listening you know if i 
I mean, the soundtrack is an often neglected part of the ambiance for whatever you're doing. You know, if we could have read the evening and the morning outside next to a burning fire. With I have a- one band right now we could just play. <laughs> They're called Warduna, and they do Nordic, Viking, traditional mm-hmm. instruments and music. Does it piss you off or does it make me endearing that you... I love it so much. <laughs> I love Christ. it. Christ. I love it. I mean, and and playlists that for our road trips, playlists to different places that we're going, uh, you know, playlists when we were going to Italy, like, I, I mean, beyond just listening to tours, like whenever we go somewhere, there's like a, there's a general vibe and ambiance. And if subtle, there's a sensory way to interact with that, you've nailed it every subtle time. Subtle art because you don't want to like just play when the moon hits your eye, like a big pizza pie. Yeah. You don't play that. You mm-hmm. got to play like, Maybe from a movie that takes place in the same location, and your sneaky brain is just like, "Wait a minute, this sounds familiar." Why does this make me think? Don't about know why. Florence. Makes me think about this. Why exactly. am I in Venice? Bam. Yeah. It's like a sneaky musical romance ninja. And Boom. something, <laughs> definitely the romance ninja. And then later on, you know, because our senses are so fucking cool, that like we'll be home cooking dinner and you play that same song that at one point my brain now associates with a board game that we played or a book that we that we read or a place that we visited and i'm like right back there again Mm -hmm. with you know so it's like music friends music friends way to bring it home way to bring it home that's awesome (laughs) maybe next time is just like board game playlists that's a that's an art that has not been explored yet i know which again if i'm here to do one thing I'll You're never, really good at it. Never be able to monetize it, but I can impress one person with it, and that's all I ever need to do. <laughs> and any of our guests that come over, yeah, you know, when when people would come over and play, like when we still hung out with people because <laughs> you know, <sighs> prior to to pandemicking, um, yeah, our friends would come over and we would play board games and have dinner, and we always had that soundtrack playing I in do, the background all the that time. is so wonderful <laughs> i think i um i was trying to remember what the first board game was that you did that with and it'll come to me so i think that that's a good i think that's a great thing to talk about next time yeah i think so too it is this is it so wait one question do we have a book lined up for our next we book do club? not we do not we do not, and it would be good because then at some point we can actually talk about a book during our podcast yeah. and give some feedback and review other than As just like only... sweep through uh, right. 10, 11 different titles really fast. All right. So the goal is to have one for next time. Sure. Yeah. All right. That's the goal. And, and then... maybe we do nonfiction. Okay. I'm up for anything. History. Book? You pick. You pick the time period. I'll find the book. Oh, sh- I already know the time period. No, that's not fair. All right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> this right. is Matt. This is Deanie. Mutual victory. Mutual victory. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>